0: a brief lull. The clouds have given way and a calm is upon us. Now is the time to rest and learn. This is the Eye of the Storm. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and fellow gamers, welcome to another exciting episode of Eye of the Storm. I'm DM Drew, and today I have a rather very special guest with me. I have Kim, all the way from Beholder's Eye Podcast. Kim, how are we doing? I'm good. How are you, Drew? i'm all right i'm excited we get to talk some rpg some ttprpg is that a table acronyms are fun children because hooked on phonics learn me to spoke so yes (laughs) letters are cool did i mention i teach english this is even better but do you seriously (laughs) i i do but it's summer so i don't have to care (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, there you go. So you just shut your brain off. You know, show
0: showing. No I can shut my brain off and let Netflix do the choosing for me.
1: There you go. That's <laughs> they're, they're very good. At it.
0: They're very their good. Algorithms
1: they, are superb.
0: Right, right. And the only math that I really have to add up is you know when everyone is starting to roll their attack attack die.
1: I mean, if you do it in roll twenty, you don't even have to worry about that.
0: Oh, isn't that a beautiful thing? I Although love it. Half half the time, some of the character sheets in roll twenty seem to be a bit iffy when trying to edit them yeah. and actually have them work. Like they look amazing, but actually uh-huh. editing them can be a bit of a hassle.
1: Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Sometimes. Sometimes. So, Kim, tell us about Beholder's Eye. I want to hear all about Beholder's Eye.
1: I uh, joined them on episode 15, which apparently is a contractual thing because I also joined LCP on Uh, episode 14 but anyway (laughs) episode 15 Uh, so they are a lovely group of boys who got together and sam actually the guy who plays margraine he was the one who kind of like kicked everything off and he and alex were like we could make a podcast and so they did (laughs) basically they ended up um gathering up ben um who's alex's brother and then the lovely brit who i is like all the charm and loveliness, and then um, eventually me, and yeah, we have a lot of fun. It's a, it's a nice, deep, dark world, but we try to keep it light as characters. So sometimes that juxtaposition is really fun.
0: There you go. It Sounds like a nice, good balance, honestly.
1: It, I, I think it is. I think we do a really good job. Yeah,
0: and I was listening. I was listening to some of the uh, the one shots that were put on there.
1: <laughs>
0: ha 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 ha. Which is even like a better segue now,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like the side eye sister one, or the yeah. side
0: eye sister. That's what that's the one I listened to, and then I yeah. think I, I started listening to the one where it was the. Was it the Mushroom Kingdom? Or the- oh my
1: gosh, that was so much fun. <laughs> fun fun fact, uh, Sam actually planned that because Alex, like Friday night, we record Saturdays at three, my time, and Friday night at like eight, nine, Alex was like, I can't make it tomorrow, but we need content. So if somebody has a one shot or something, just do it. <laughs> And so he didn't have anything, so he just planned it between when he was first told and recording time the next day.
0: <laughs> you know, sometimes that's that's all the uh, all the time that you need because if you have something already like half prepared or even have something printed out, really just breezing through a, mo- a module will have you you know down and ready. You don't need to have yeah. minis, you don't need to have anything ready. Yeah, everything homebrewed. You can you can do a one shot in no time flat. It's very true. Yeah. So, guys, if you haven't really kind of gathered from our little, uh, little back and forth today, we're going to be discussing one-shots and all that entails with them, you know, the, the necessity of them, what they're good for, how they, you know, could be very beneficial to a party, even, mm-hmm. you know, detrimental in some cases, and, you know, really just uh, all things D&D one-shotty. We're gonna have one shot of this, by the way. (laughs) We're not, we're not even gonna stop. We're not gonna record over. We're gonna do this in one shot. Oh,
1: well, okay. (laughs) Maybe slightly edited because the one shots are edited when we release them at least. No, not me. Not me. I'm throwing care to the wind. (laughs) This is gonna Um. be... (laughs) All right. Yeah. Have fun with that. Well, actually, it would make editing really super easy, right?
0: See, I the the, the one shot episode is going to be done in one shot. I'm going to go off and have some shots, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to get shot because the episode is not going to be edited. terrible. <laughs> See? It all works out, and everybody <laughs> wins. Some good shots. <laughs> Alright, so, one-shots. hmm What do you like about one-shots, in particular?
1: Uh, well, for me, i relatively new to this whole RPG thing. I started playing with my son a little, like, a year and a half ago. I was DMing for him, and I was just doing, like, the starter pack, uh, Minds of Pendelver, And that was all I had known. And then I started playing with Beholder's Eye. And then I was, like, just starting to, like, kind of figure out how to do the DMing piece without the, module to to guide me as to what I was doing and so when I was trying to figure all that out I was like I really want to homebrew something because I don't want to just you know read out of a book and I had ideas in just various things and it's way easier to sit down and write out like what am I going to do when you're only planning for three hours and four people as opposed to a full length campaign when you've never done that before
0: right no I, that would that would definitely make it a lot easier because i mean even for someone like myself like i've i've been playing and dming D D for around 20 years and it's even for me making a homebrew campaign it's it's so hard it's so difficult because i'm i'm more of like a big picture guy like i can tell sure. you how it's all going to begin and how it's all going to end but everything in the middle like that's just <laughs> that's going to be incredibly wishy-washy i know it's probably the most important part but it's going to be it's going to be like thrown into a blunder and i'll find out later what what comes out
1: well and and the other fun thing about one shots is that it doesn't matter like if your characters decide that they're just gonna wander around town and like visit all the taverns cool <laughs> you can still make that big bad come down and do whatever the big bad's gonna do if you really you know they just feel like hanging at the busty maiden or whatever
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's it's almost the idea that there can be this carefree attitude that doesn't have like a sense of urgency, as you know, you have to go find the lich and you have to go, you know, uh-huh. stop the dragon. It's it's not going to come down to that. Like one of the bit, <laughs> one of the uh, most entertaining one shots that I like to run, and it's not only something that you can do quickly on a whim, but uh, normally it's something that I do as an introduction to D anD D for people who have never played before, and it's oh. something that I learned from an old D. Him from a friend of mine and he likes to go by Lord Scudley. He <laughs> taught me of a one shot called Orc and Pie. Orc and Pie is simply an old lady has lost her pie it was stolen by an orc who went off into the woods. Go retrieve her pie for her. Oh. I yeah. mean it's literally like it's a fetch quest it's like it's a it's a milk run type of Aaron errand, uh-huh. errand, uh, thing and it's it's a lot of fun and really just you send out the inv- the adventurers they go to a forest. They find a cabin. Inside the cabin, you will find an orc and his pet boar. And the pie is just sitting on the table, cooling, steam, still coming off of the uh, the lightly flaky crust. And most of them are going to think, oh, just kill the orc and take the pie. This is going to be good. But you got the twist where it's not the orc that you need to worry about. It's, it's, the, boar. The, it's the boar. The boar is what you need to be careful of. Uh-huh. But it's, it's fun because you can see players... Not only try to do things a little bit kookier, or wackier, because they know it's not going to have any ill effect on like the main game, and mm-hmm. these might not even be their actual characters. So they're going to do things—oh yeah—wonky, dangerous, silly. I've had a player simply mage hand the pie out the window. Oh sure, and then they you know stuck the fighter's sword through the door, like on the other side of the door to lock it, and uh, <laughs> they and then they just and then they uh, went back. Uh-huh. They w- they went back, and it's like cool. Cool. That's a solution. Like, yeah, it's 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 one and done, and they can get the basics of D and D down and oh, yeah. still have fun with it.
1: Yeah, and I really like it for the teaching aspect because it also gives some people who don't quite know if they're into this like just a taste without being like well now I have to commit to coming every week for I don't know how long and you know like it it can be a major commitment if you're not sure what you know what you're doing or that you want to do this it's awesome to be able to be like okay come on over we'll gather a few people we'll do this one time thing and if you like it we'll make you a character for the main game and then you can jump in that and, and and
0: like as a teaching tool for certain things, it's it's a fantastic aspect to like delve into where you can not only if someone is brand new to the game, they want to learn the basics. They want to, you know, learn about certain encounters or anything like that. It's even better where you as a DM, not only having obviously the adventure prepped or even semi prepped, but <laughs> to make it such an ease on new players. Good gosh, have pre-generated characters already made that too. And it just, again, it simplifies everything. Or more importantly, if your players want to get to know again more specific mechanics that they probably haven't come across in a game of their main campaign yet mm-hmm. just say like hey we're not gonna get into the game just yet for the first hour or even like the first three hours you know maybe we'll set aside the main you know game tonight we're gonna test out you know swimming drowning underwater combat and this can be oh, the yeah. time that you guys can practice this because you know going into new things such as that beforehand you don't want to drag away in any- any time at the table with people, you know, Being frantically like, searching through the books, uh-huh. not exactly making sure, yeah, but you know, at least understanding what the mechanics are ahead of time.
1: That that is very nice, and I know some people that get really like, "Am I doing this right?" Like, dude, well, a it's D and D, yes, who cares. <laughs> b it helps to put them at ease like the the planners and the plotters and the like okay so if i do this then prob- probably this will happen and like they if they're anxious about such things it helps them to be more chill in the moment when they're like oh you're fighting underwater now uh okay now i know what i'm doing cuz we had that one shot 3 weeks ago 3 weeks ago or whatever right so that's always good
0: So, like, for the ability to actually, like, integrate yourself and to try new things for a one-shot, you yourself as a player, what is something that you would like to try in a one-shot? Me, personally? Yeah, you personally. Like, be it, like, a race or a class or if you wanted to, you know, try a a specific style of combat.
1: Oh, okay. So, I am the RP person when it comes to such things. Mm -hmm. So, I'm very much here for the story. So, for me, like, I don't care as much about the combat, but there are, okay, Occasions where it's really good to know like how the frick does a warcaster work? Like, I've never done this before. I should probably like maybe I'll make a one-shot character sometime that's a war caster, and I can be like, okay, ridiculous personality aside, because that's what I do for one-shots usually. This warcaster is going to do some amazing things, and I need to figure out how this works. There you
0: go. Yeah, like testing out different mechanics and how a different class would work. Me personally, I very rarely, if ever get a chance to play. So since I'm DMing so much, not uh-huh. only for like our own podcast, but also while I'm at school, I advise our gamers club and I'm always like running games with my students. And but I need it, to send my son to your school. Hey, send him on over.
1: <laughs> I'll, I teach, uh,
0: I teach sophomores and seniors.
1: Oh, well, he's and a little I, young,
0: but well, you know, anyway. it's, 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 it's all right. We'll stick him in the closet. We'll, we'll let him out when he's ready. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, well, a, it's a good amazing. place to be. It's a good place to be. Try to, you know, have a nice safe haven for all my little uh, my little nerdlings.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> but like, I never
0: get a chance to play, and so I would sure. always like. I always want to try uh, doing monks. I've rarely ever have played monks, and when I did, they died way too quickly, and I was already out because it was at <laughs> an Adventurer's League back in the day with like fourth edition, which you know what anybody I, out there who likes your fourth edition more power to you you know what you have your if you if that's your edition that's your edition but you know each their own mm-hmm. you know test sure. test the water out somewhere it, yeah you, you'll be okay <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to play a monk i want to play a monk and I, I would love to try doing a kobold monk because i just think that would be a lot Oh, of fun. that would be fun just For this sure. like jujitsu style little kobold
1: Oh, I want to hug it and snuggle it and not get kicked in the face.
0: <laughs> not get kicked in the face. <laughs>
1: specifically i get to be in a lot of one shots or like i get to jump into a lot of random things that i think i've kind of filled a lot of the ones that i've wanted to do recently the goddamn dm over on uh another wait not another path almost heroic there we go mm-hmm. he did a stream once where he was building a platypus character so recently i got to jump into a, a one shot yes i'm, in-
0: I'm intrigued
1: It's so good. You can go find it on DM's Guild. Um, But anyway, (laughs) so I built uh, a little platypus. I think she was a sorcerer, but just being a ridiculous platypus in the middle of like a group of normal, normal (laughs) characters was super duper fun. And just being able to be like, and I make this (laughs) sound as I walk, you know, like. (laughs) I'm I'm,
0: I'm still stuck on. This isn't a normal party. You're right. (laughs) The halfling thief and the half-orc barbarian and the typhling druid. Completely normal.
1: (laughs) They're just, you know, your average (laughs) people you meet on the street.
0: (laughs) I've I've always, uh, you know, going with like the normal party. I've always wanted to do what I would like to call um, fun-size adventures. And everyone has to be a small-size character.
1: I will come play with you.
0: <laughs> so you have to have halflings. You have to have kobolds. You have to have gnomes. Uh, any other thing Platypie that is... I would
1: totally fit that.
0: Would they? Done. Uh-huh. Done. <laughs> I'm I'm fairly certain. Um, Because I know there is, you know, like uh, D&D homebrewed and like DMs Guild stuff for like mouselings and oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. like little like ferret creatures. So I just think that would be... A hoot and a half to literally have those types of like adventures, even it be a one shot because the good, I mean, like, again, one of the best things that if you have so much fun while trying to do a one shot adventure, who cares if it deters uh, from your normal campaign? I mean, if your if your normal campaign is not going so well, maybe you can springboard off this, and this yeah. can be this can be the beginning of a beautiful partnership between you and like the normal DM. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, mm-hmm. let's trade off every other week because oh, yeah. you can get to play. They're I having fun being a they're having fun being a panda. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I think another thing about one shots is you get to do the ridiculous thing and like not worry that your character that you've written a seven page backstory for and are like deeply like this is me only in D&D land, you know, that character isn't at risk necessarily. So you can do the stupid things like drink that random potion you just found. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I I uh, in one of my one shots I made it so that there was a random potion list of a hundred different potions, and so you do the a roll of a oh nice d one hundred. Yeah, that was super fun. <laughs> 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 the side eye I did for Beholders Eye had that. So yeah, oh, that go me. listen to that if you if you want to hear that.
0: Yeah, I I sort of like to think of the idea if If you would ever have like a hard way of explaining one shots to people, just tell them it's like sitting down and watching a single episode of like your favorite cartoon because oh, yeah. it's it's one solid you know story arc in like a 25 minute, you know time time castle. And then they all come back to the, uh, you know, the happy ending.
1: Yeah, ready well, for
0: some ready for something new at the uh, the beginning of the next day.
1: Maybe happy.
0: Maybe, maybe happy. Ending. Also
1: very fun i've not i've not actually seen a tpk yet
0: but <gasps> really you are very fortunate
1: uh well technically anyway they they came back but yeah <laughs> like, old,
0: like they died and they came back
1: yeah because you know yeah dms can do that
0: yes yes uh w- we have magical uh, abilities we are wise gracious <laughs> let me <laughs> <laughs> The fun thing about it is like that that monkey's paw was already in the draw, but you know, maybe allowing it to do more than it should have.
1: <laughs> eh, you don't want to kill off your characters
0: immediately if you can avoid it. He was he was already down and I'm like, Jesus, what are we like three episodes in? What happened? <laughs> no no but you're right like doing one shots having care cast of the wind you don't have to worry about main characters dying out and having a big issue with it and it's uh I personally think that they're a lot of fun. I think it can also like de-stress and you know take away the you know the edge of trying mm-hmm. to be serious all the time. And again, like you said, like worrying that every action is going to be detrimental
1: exactly to the
0: overall story
1: or to your character's health. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and like the the party dynamics too in a one shot are normally a lot usually more carefree, but um, a little bit lighter a little bit lighter yeah Yeah. you don't have to be so dramatic
0: no and and it's definitely one of those issues where as a dm there is always the case of the players calling in the the, you know the remaining 10 minutes before the game starts and oh i can't make it or anything like that they cancel on the game or if you know they're not going to there and but like the two like hardcore regulars are definitely going to be there then Mm -hmm. cool as as like a responsible dm like have that one shot in your back pocket or have one of the players just be ready with it always just in case and we we always did that we always like i always did that with my face-to-face tabletop group i always did Mm -hmm. that with my students table uh face-to-face tabletop group because kids have other activities to go do and i would always have you know Two or three other things just at the ready and it's not going to hurt anything. It's always it's just going to be fun.
1: And the planning to them doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, like what you were saying before, like you could literally open up the monster manual and go, this is the big bad end guy. They're starting in a tavern. Oh, yeah, just completely make it up on the fly.
0: Oh, exactly. (laughs) Like you don't need to have like elaborate backstories for it. Yeah, right just like you said, open up the monster manual. Cool. I found a bugbear. Show them a picture of the bugbear. And you're like, You are waking up from a drunken stupor to loud rumbling and banging. Behind you, you see your three companions fighting this bugbear in the middle of the tavern. <laughs> what do you do? Like you're you're immediately in the middle of the fight. You have your introduction, show the conflict, and then resolution. It's yeah. it should just be, you know, for lack of a better way to say it's just be like you know wham bam thank you ma'am just get it done
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i suppose if you want to do that with a um... bugbear
0: they they cuddle right like big cuddles
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes i'm pretty sure that's how that works
0: good good that's what that's what the pamphlet told me and i was ready dangerous cuddles dangerous cuddles oh my gosh that's my next one shot okay that has to be the one that there it is (laughs) dangerous cuddles
1: all right so um (laughs) another thing they use uh for um because i get i don't know i i like doing charity events is to like gather the people that i just really want to play with but like i'm not going to get onto your podcast and play with you all the time you know like but i can say hey we're raising money for extra life would you like to come play with me and that's a super fun way because then you know a lot of times it's my dm friends like you that are like yeah i never get to play i'll come build this one character i've been dreaming about for you know however long and then i get to come play with you and then i make some ridiculousness and it's it's tons of fun. I personally
0: love Extra Life, and mm-hmm. my uh, my gamers club at on campus we raise money for extra life every single year oh, cool. and uh it's it's just a lot of fun and normally our local college uh like csu bakersfield we always have an event for extra life every year like i would go and i'd have a room where it was only, it was like the only D room for uh for the newer edition yeah i mean that i mean that's exactly what the entire day was it was just one shots every single time people would come uh-huh. in they donate money uh they could you know donate more money to spend it on re-rolls oh and, yes uh yes. oh it's, yeah, there's nothing more successful than walking out with like a jar with like 38 dollars in quarters. <laughs> 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 just felt like, was this successful? You tell me <laughs> <laughs> Because it's just, it was just so it's so entertaining to watch like kids go I attack. All right, critical hit and then have a kid throw like a dollar on the table. No, he missed. oh my gosh and then they'll like they'll counter each other with dollars and quarters and i'm like this is great (laughs) give for the children i mean fight (laughs) (laughs) but yeah extra life is a great uh it's a great little organization and i think it's a fantastic way to give back and you know Mm -hmm. as they Mm -hmm. say like you know we play kids win exactly (laughs) kim if you had a favorite one shot what would you like to uh, what would you like to run on a normal basis if you could get a, a new a new group each time?
1: Well, I'm actually going to be doing a one shot for the second time just in a couple of days, next Monday, I will be actually streaming over on Roll Call Call RP for Women in Gaming Month. And I can't talk a lot about it because I'll be doing it on Monday. But it's really, it's a lot of RP and I get to play like ridiculous ladies around town that are, the idea is that there's this moon glass that all of the nobles have and it's been disappearing and so the nobles are all very up in arms but of course the police don't really care because it's glass and so they have to hire adventurers to come figure out what's happening to their moon glass and i have like a whole big backstory for the big bad and it's a s- lot of fun
0: <laughs> so like what so like what is the purpose of the moon glass
1: For the nobles, something pretty that can only be made uh, once in a great while. Like the moon has to be in just the right position and he has to do it in this one spot in the forest and make the glass in just such a way. And he can only make, you know, maybe three or four pieces on that one night. And so it's incredibly rare. You can only get it so many times a year. And the guy is pretty old. So it's going to be, you know, Mm. difficult to get a hold of soon.
0: This, This sounds like rare. Material components to me.
1: Uh-huh. Ooh. And, uh huh. And yeah, so in the end, it is trying, somebody is trying to use the moon glass to do a thing. Ooh, I like it! Yeah. I like it! And you get to to try to figure out what's happening and uh, go from there. Yeah.
0: There you go. There you go. I can't can't remember the name of the actual module, but Mm -hmm. basically the group has to track down a kind of like a gang of goblins that are distributing a drug amongst the town. And basically they got to go in and uh, dress up or uh, kind of like bust up their meth lab. It's essentially the... (laughs) The one shot,
1: a, a good anti drug thing that, that's right,
0: right, that's always good. That's, that's a good message,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, don't you
0: drugs, kids? It, you know,
1: it's it'll turn you into a goblin, <laughs> it'll, turn
0: you, it'll turn you into a goblin. <laughs> Come on. See, that, that would like always be the thing with you know, kids who game. You know, they would be the joke of like, oh, you see those kids, they play Magic the Gathering, I bet they do a bunch of drugs, and like, are you kidding me? They can't afford drugs, they pay all their money <laughs> on magic i heard it's called cardboard crack though yeah no because it's addicting because <laughs> you spending, spend all of, your spend money all on their it money. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, D and D players, we don't really have that problem. We, except for buying books dice. and copious ma- amounts of dice, dice, so are many dice. Yeah, I. It, it used to be the case that I would spend money on miniatures, but eventually I was like, No, <sighs> I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna draw things. And personally, I'm not gonna go spend money on like forty different goblins. Oh, what's that? Like tiny little green D sixes? Yes, <gasps> I will buy. They're I so will, cute. I'll buy twenty of them, and those are now my goblins. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because like, man, minis, even though tiny, intricate little formed pieces of plastic, ridiculously expensive at times.
1: Yeah, the 3D printing of minis is quite the thing to get into if you can manage it.
0: I have a friend who has a 3D printer. He printed up uh, like a little ogre and it, it it
1: actually came out not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do very well with those. He
0: wanted to try and get some of the, not Dwarven Forge uh, schematics, but Hero something Forge? that was, was it Hero Forge? It was something where it was, it was, it was similar to uh, Dwarven Forge-like terrain, but he was going to try and be uh, printing up his own terrain. Do you have a, uh, do you have a favorite moment from a, uh, a one-shot?
1: In the one that I, I just ran, mm-hmm. uh, Side Eye Sisters, in the, well, it's already been released, so I can just talk about it. So there are mobile trees that are kind of sentient and in the end fight one of the one of the characters um basically seduced a tree instead of fighting she just like got all up in its business and then like climbed up on it and like rode it into battle it was really funny
0: god that would be fun
1: (laughs) (laughs) is that your your tree end yep yup my Spriggan. It it's amazing and just she was a, a hoot of a character anyway but just like that's another thing as a dm running a one shot like you can also allow for more rule bending than you would normally allow <laughs> because why not so yeah you want to use your persuasion to try to convince this tree to let you write it sure why not
0: Right. Otherwise, like normally it wouldn't be working. And, you know, for now it's, you know, definitely for shits and giggles. Just, you know, let it happen. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) For one of my campaigns that I did for my kids, I gave them a, uh, I told them it was a one shot. Mm-hmm. Just for fun. And I said, take your same characters, but level them all the way up to level 15. And they're like, oh my god, yeah, this is great, oh man. So they leveled them all the way up. And then I told them that, you know, they were coming back together as, you know, uh, years down the road. And then one of them decided to bring up the fact that they found, like, a really sacred artifact. And that I had them draw from the deck of many things. And are you aware of the deck of many things? Oh, Yes. Okay, good, 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 good. I have
1: one somewhere. Oh,
0: good, good. So the, the deck of many things is just one of those, you know, random artifacts that can either make or break your campaign. It's never like a gray area. Oh no. And it's, this seemed like the best way to have them try it out. And <laughs> one kid he drew and he was drawing his cards and I, and I don't normally use the normal deck of many things. I actually have a list that accounts for all 52 cards Ah. in a normal playing deck oh okay so when he and, and, and it incorporates the normal deck of many things with you know different other aspects and you know effects for the other different uh, cards in a normal playing deck he drew the three worst cards in a row Ooh. and it was so hilarious <laughs> so the first one he drew all his magic items immediately went away, and since Aww. the cards and since the cards activate in sequence as they're drawn, so he drew uh, the one where all of his magic items immediately go away. Sure. The next one, his soul is sent uh, to like an extra extra planar prison. Oh Which, man. I, think is, which I think is the uh, dungeon.
1: Oh sure. Okay.
0: And then and then the third one that uh, that uh, was drawn, his body is then sent somewhere else. <laughs>
1: interesting
0: so it was just items gone soul gone body gone
1: <laughs> and
0: and all the players are sitting around the table and they're like wait what and i was like yeah he's totally gone and all of his crap that's now useless on the floor you have no idea where he is and he's and the kid's staring at me from across the table and he's like what the hell it's like you you drew three cards. I mean, you chose to draw three, dude. And he's like, "What the <laughs> hell?" <laughs> it's the way the cards go, yo. <laughs> right. And so, what what uh, actually like happened after that is they all decided that this is now no longer a one shot. They were taking their fifteenth level characters, and they <laughs> their new their new campaign was to search. For uh this kid's uh character because they had Aww. to go they had to go get the body, then they had to go get the soul. That's awesome. <laughs> they were getting the soul first because then they had to go get uh, the soul to the body and put it back in. Oh my god, it was just but it was the funniest thing where I have never, ever, <laughs> ever in my life seen such bad luck <laughs> with the deck of mini things, just like one right after another in perfect sequence. <laughs>
1: That's amazing.
0: Right, it was, it was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Kim, I, I want to thank you for joining us on Eye of the Storm and discussing some one shots.
1: Oh, are we switching over to our southern accents?
0: So, southern accent? Well, maybe because it's it's rather hot here in <laughs> California. And um, I need, man, I need myself some nice water, cause this flower is Wilton.
1: Well, we better let you get off and get some. <laughs> 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 we better we let you go do... off and get
0: some water, then. <laughs> we should do an episode on accents and <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> different, go, different character types and uh, and role playing accents. What can be good and you know what's appropriate for the table? I mean, all accents are good,
1: right? It's it's just a matter of how much you commit to them. True. If you're going to do an accent, do the accent.
0: Do the accent. Commit to that character. Well, where can uh, where can the friends and family up on the Twitterverse find you, Kim?
1: I am at MetsGirl on Twitter. And you can find the uh, Beholder's Eye over at Beholder's Eye Pod. I'm also in all the discords. <laughs> Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least a lot of them. You can find me as Metz Girl, most of those places as well. Tumblr, Instagram, that's all Metz Girl as well. You can also find me in a not RPG setting over at Service Desk Podcast, where I talk about tech things that hopefully in a non-condescending way of explaining it to the non-technical people. The no- <laughs> <laughs> You know, like I- <laughs> your, your brother who like really thinks that if you just plug it in, it should work. Like, you know here have a little bit more knowledge this is how this works
0: but thankfully they they come to you and they get excellent service and uh you know a great disposition Yeah, yeah, yeah all right guys thank you for joining us for eye of the storm for our one-shot adventures discussion join us next week as we continue our adventures with our intrepid heroes and crit storm cast. And in another two weeks, I'll be back with more topics to tantalize those role-playing taste buds for another episode of eye of the storm. So remember to keep those dice hot and to be kind to your players. Say goodbye, Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Bye Kim. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you for weathering the storm with us. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CritStormCast. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and please recommend us to your friends. Look to the horizon for more crit Storms.